This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Hello, and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that's going to catch you up on all the single discipline action this weekend. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. The sport took a week off for Thanksgiving. Normally, Thanksgiving would have been the end of the fall, but this past weekend, we had one more meet, and we're going to talk about it in our Um, Meet Recaps. So we only have one meet to look at, a single-discipline meet between Berry College and Swanee. On Saturday afternoon, the Vikings rode their first equestrian meet of the season at Swanee. Barry was the last equestrian team to ride in a meet, so we did not have a lot to go on beforehand. The Vikings do return a fair amount of talent from last season, enough to be ranked in the middle of the pack among the single-discipline teams. Um, Their opponent, Swanee, returns almost no one from last year's campaign, but that is kind of turning out to be not such a bad thing for them. The Tigers rode a pair of meets previously at Sweetbriar and at Lynchburg. They lost both of those, but they scored a point in each, and they rode pretty well overall. So going in, I felt like Barry had the advantage. I predicted Barry would win 5-3. Let's see what really happened. The flat was up first, so we'll do that first. The matchups, uh, we didn't have a lot of data to go off of there. It looked like Barry would be favored in two rides, Swanee favored in one, and there was one toss-up. This was a 4-on-4 meet, by the way. But instead, Swanee won 3-1. to one. Uh, Clara Juckett got her point for Swanee, as we predicted. And Barry's Elizabeth uh, Winred got the lone point for Barry. She was favored, so that tracks there. But the event really hinged on Summer Piley and Emma Samoth getting those two points for Swanee. Samoth won MOP for her ride, so that was a big one for her. So with that, Swanee was up 3-1 to one at the half. Things looked good for the home team. Um, the favorites and fences, again, it sort of favored Barry in two of the rides, Swanee in one of the rides, and there was a toss-up. But once the rides were done, Swanee had once again taken the event 3-1. to one. Now Barry's uh, Marceline Leverett was favored. She got her point. Uh, it was the lone point for the Vikings in the event. Samoth was favored to get her point. She did get it for Swanee, but it was Jenna McAmos and Campbell Flanagan's points that really closed the door on any Barry comeback and uh, won the day for this for the Tigers. So Swanee gets a really nice six to two home win. This is their first win of the season, and it looks like they have two more home meets in the spring, and those are winnable meets for them. So this is a really good way for them to go into the winter break. For Barry, obviously they lost, but this was on the road. Um, it's very possible they could have won this meet if it had been in Barry. These teams are probably pretty close in terms of talent. It's just unfortunate that we don't have a lot of uh, home and home meets between these smaller schools. We'll probably get more as time goes by. But for now, Barry's going to have to just take this loss knowing that they're still a dangerous team for, for other teams to face. Now, normally this is the point in the show where I would talk about the Golden Score Sheet Awards, but since we only had one meet this week and the official score sheet for that meet hasn't posted yet on the NCAA website, we're just going to skip that. Uh, Basically, there are three teams that have hosted meets and they've turned in perfect score sheets. Everybody else has deductions. So we went through all that last week. I'm not going to go through it again, but we'll just see how things uh, go in the spring. But uh, basically just, you know, put zeros instead of blanks and your score sheet's probably going to be pretty good. So with that out of the way, let's roll right into the official Auburn Elvis College Equestrian Rankings. Now these are just the single discipline rankings. We did the dual discipline rankings last week, so this is just for those uh, smaller schools. Number one is Lynchburg. 
The Hornets won at Dartmouth and at home over Bridgewater and at home over Swanee. Then they lost at South Carolina and at Sweetbriar. They're the two-time defending national champs, and that South Carolina loss is really nothing to look at just because every single discipline team would lose that meet. So, it, And frankly, that road loss at Sweetbriar is pretty respectable, too. It was close. It was a tiebreaker loss. That Dartmouth road win is the best road win of any single discipline team in the country, and that is why they are number one. It's pretty much for that Dartmouth win. Okay, so the number two team is Sweetbriar. The Vixens have three home wins over Bridgewater, Lynchburg, and Swanee, plus a road win over Sacred Heart. They have one loss, which is at Dartmouth, and this is a tiebreaker loss, so that's kind of why they slip just below the Hornets into the number two spot there. But everything's fine for Sweetbriar. They're going to be they're going to be fine. At number three is Dartmouth. The Green opened with a road loss at Lynchburg but then had three home wins over Sweetbriar, Bridgewater, and Sacred Heart. So this is actually a great resume. And I, I think I've mentioned this before, that because of that Sweetbriar win, uh, even though it was close, it was a tiebreaker, it was probably so significant for Dartmouth that they are probably going to get into Ocala now uh, just on the strength of that win. Now, they've done other things too, but that was eye-opening. So they're going to have three meets against uh, dual discipline squads in the spring. One is at Auburn, so good luck there. You're going to need it because nobody beats Auburn at Auburn. Um, don't know if you knew that. Uh, but even if they lose all of those dual discipline meets, or, or the single discipline meets against dual discipline teams, uh, their fall was so strong that uh, they're probably going to stay in the top four. Um, really, one of the, or not one, but two teams below them would have to just go absolutely nuts to dethrone uh, Dartmouth right now. So, We'll see how that goes. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, now, speaking of the national championship tournament, there are only four spots. So if those three teams we just talked about, if they get in, that means that everybody else is pretty much vying for this, this one final spot. The first team to talk about to get that spot possibly is number four, Sacred Heart. The Pioneers beat Bridgewater at a neutral site. They lost at Sweetbriar and at Dartmouth. Now, those losses are not bad. They're road losses. That's understandable. Uh, the win over Bridgewater is good, too. The Pioneers are probably going to take a, a loss or two uh, on the road in the spring, so they're, they're going to need a good conference uh, tournament performance to stay in the top four. Okay, so on we go. Uh, number five is Swanee. Yes, the Tigers jump up from the bottom of the rankings and land in the number five spot. As we said, the Tigers have two road losses at Sweetbriar and Lynchburg, and of course, they beat Barry at home uh, just this last week. So, decent start for Swanee. They're going to want to follow that up with a strong spring and probably a good conference tournament as well if they want to get to Ocala. Okay, now let's look at some teams that have a little bit more work to do. Number six is Bridgewater. The Eagles have four losses so far. They're all on the road at Sweetbriar, at Lynchburg, at Sacred Heart, and at Dartmouth. They're really going to need to win some this spring or have just an amazing run in the uh, ODAC tournament to get into that top four. So we'll keep our eye on them for that. Number seven is College of Charleston. <laughs> 
The Cougars' only meet was a loss at South Carolina, and like we said with Lynchburg, anybody would lose at South Carolina. Looking ahead, the first-year squad is going to have some more meets against dual-discipline teams. Uh, Those will probably be losses as well. The Auburn one will definitely be a loss. Um, But there is a neutral site meet against Bridgewater that is winnable for them. So right now, things look like a long shot for them to get to Ocala. But I think for Charleston, this being their first year in the sport, I think they're just getting their feet wet and getting used to the head-to-head format. And the final spot in the rankings, number eight, goes to Barry College. The Vikings lost on the road to Swanee, and they'll actually get another chance uh, to uh, ride against Swanee in the spring. Plus, they have some even more challenging meets. So, kind of like Charleston, the Vikings here, they're going to need to get some shocking upsets in the spring if they want to get to Ocala or at least get into the conversation. Okay, so that was all the fall action. The next meet we have to look forward to is going to be between the two remaining undefeated dual discipline teams, Delaware State at TCU. It's on January 25th. There are other meets that weekend, but this is the next one coming up, and I won't go into it right now, but I'll just say that we'll probably do a spring preview show just to get everybody ready for all those first uh, those first week meets coming up in January. So that's the show. It's kind of a short one. Um, I hope everyone have a, had a good Thanksgiving. I hope st- studies are going well for all the athletes. I hope everyone gets some time home for the holidays that are upcoming. Also, I'll give a shout out to all the staff members at the various schools. The horses don't go home for the holidays, and somebody's got to take care of them every day, so good job to all those folks making sure that the little details are getting taken care of there. That's all for this episode. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. I thank you very much for listening and War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.